Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome again to another episode of the Tradie Business School podcast, the only podcast you'll ever need to grow and scale your trades businesses, help you getting off the tools and getting more time back. My partner in crime today for this episode is the wonderful Louise Ledbrook, uh, been organising me since uh, the dawn of time. Today, we're here and we're going to talk, it's early on in the year, so we're going to talk about planning. And uh, I know I've heard Miranda say it before, what's the what's the five Ps? Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. That might be six Ps now, but I uh, <laughs> might have thrown a couple of extra in there. But, but ultimately, planning is so... Uh, essential in how to, I guess, set yourself up for the year and and make sure that your performance is not piss poor. But uh, firstly, uh, welcome back to the podcast, Lou. Uh, Wonderful to have you on as always, see your smiling face. So how's things? Thanks for having me. Uh, They're great. I've been planning for the year, so (laughs) looking like a good year ahead. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Now, I thought it was good to talk to you about this because, uh, as I said at the the start there, you've been helping me get organised since the dawn of time. And I guess I'm going to be a bit vulnerable on this podcast and share with people how, I guess, how poor I've been at planning. Um, It's still not my strongest uh, suit. You know, I I get up in the clouds, I get all visionary. I'm like, yes, all these amazing things that I'm passionate about that I'd love to do. But then when it comes to the execution side of things, mapping that all out, getting it strategic. We just talked to the team about some different tools today about how to get these things actually happening. You know, so there's this high level strategy stuff, but then, you know, in the grounds, tactical implementation and execution. So, I mean, what would you say, I guess we've worked together for many years now, what would you say are my biggest pitfalls? Please do not hold back. I think this is important for, for everyone. You can really throw me under the bus right now. <laughs> well, I won't be too too unkind. Look, I think the thing is, and this is a, a benefit and, a, you know, a good thing, people like yourself, entrepreneurs, business owners, and sometimes even like a lot of high-level executives, they're quite visionary. You know, you, you see these big pictures, you have these dreams, and the tricky bit is getting down into the tedium, what feels like the tedium for you, right? So for yeah. people that are visionary and big picture, it feels tedious, it feels boring, but you know conceptually you need to do it. Like you know the planning leads to success, but yep. because it feels boring and tedious, it can be quite challenging. And I, I'm, sh- I'm sure from our working together, that is part of the reason that you sort of struggle in a, in a way. You yep. know that you need to do this. You tell Definitely. people they need to do it. And it's not that you don't do it, but you would – much rather your happy place is up there going, I want to do all these cool things. I want to share it with the world and I want to change yeah. the world. But then you need, you know, you just need some support and some yeah. guidance, I think is the important thing to help you in those spaces where it's not that planning isn't your strength, but doing the things that you don't love is hard at any point in time, right? And so when you see that as a visionary of a business and you go, I need to do the plan. I need to get down into the detail to be successful. I need some support to make that happen. And you do that, right? So you use me and you use people around you to help you then go and do the planning and do the things that you know will I like the success. word use. I think we say lean on. Lean. Yeah. <laughs> Work with, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever, leverage, whatever it is. Leverage, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll use it like 
a tool. I mean, not nice to say you use a person, but you you work with a person, you work with a tool. These things that will support you in being successful in these things that you don't love doing. And yeah, and I, I, yeah, it, it, and it's it, it's been such a uh, I guess an enlightening process going through planning and and understanding you know, where, where I need to play, you know, where my, my zone of genius is and that sort of thing. And I think, you know, we, we've done a podcast previously on the difference between abdication and delegation. And mm. I think this is a real, a tricky tipping point around planning because when it gets into the, the, the nuts and bolts stuff, the real delivery of the plan, it does get boring, you know, building systems and processes. And this is something we take the clients through as well. Systems and process, it's not the most, like some people get lit up by that and I'm like all for hiring them and getting out of their way. But there is that fine line between getting out of their way and just abdicating versus saying, okay, you love this stuff. I'm just going to like fill your boots with, you know, systems and processes that we need to build and and that sort of thing. But, you know, getting that and, and it's so easy to just hands off it because like I don't enjoy it. It doesn't light me up. like. The end product lights me up of all yes. those systems and processes and the plans. And this is probably like a high percentage of entrepreneurs and high-level executives. Like you said, they play in that space. They can see the vision. They can see the way forward. But getting all the pieces of the puzzle or, or the pieces, parts of the machine, I guess, that is the mm. business in the right place is is so, so critical. So I guess what would you say would be the number one thing that I guess was my has been my downfall with planning over the over the past eight thousand years? What feels like we've worked together now? <laughs> I hope it hasn't felt like that because you worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Like, I, I, and I yeah. mean that in a, in a good way. No, like, I, know. I mean, are- actually, how long we've worked together? Like, it feels like I've known you for for far longer because of the, I guess, the working relationship Mm. we have built and how much I've been able to be vulnerable with you. And I think that's one important thing with building, you know, an amazing team is being able to share with your team when when things aren't going well, you know, and you've you've probably seen me at some of my darkest hours, you know, where I've been like, hey, like, just shit feels like it's going sideways all the time at the moment. So. What are the things that I guess you've observed and I guess what are the things that I've, I guess have helped get me back on track in particular? Because I think this is probably something that applies to many people out there. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think uh, uh, one thing is consistency is key as well and trying to build that into your day and identifying when it's fallen away and you do that, right? So you're like, I know that I haven't been doing my, you know, my priorities every day, it's fallen away. And things haven't gone on, you know, things aren't on track the way I want them to. Um, Having that process in the first place, so seeking out those processes that work for you to consistently put in place every day and they should be, so if you're visionary and big picture, they should be like the simplest thing on earth, like no overcomplicated systems. You don't Mm. need like the fancy thing that has 17 different categories you got to tick off every day. It's like, Top what? three things you got to do today. Like, they're, but they're fun. They make that stuff exciting. I love all the colours. I love all the yeah, lists. But, and- then, but that's like that's exciting until you have to use it every day. Like the first time it's exciting and you play yeah. with colours and you set it up, but then it becomes every day. It's like, hang on, oh, i got to change all the things. So it's like, all right, what are you going to do today? What are the I, three things? Write I them down. 
I think you've actually stumbled on like, and, it, and just talking about this stuff, it highlights this things. Like one of the things that derails my planning is distractions. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you've just like inadvertently highlighted it there, like how distracted I get because I'm off chasing the shiny object. You know, I'm the, I'm, I'm a hundred mile ahead when a hundred miles an hour when I'm going ahead in a direction and you're kind of the person that jumps in front of me going, whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> what about this? We've got to do this. So, so distractions, I think, is a really powerful thing to, you know, identify in the first place, but then refocus continuously. Because I probably could have done 30,000 different things with my life by now, but yeah. to really drill down and get laser focused on one or two key things and play in that zone of genius has been paramount to actually achieving things. Yeah. And mm. two things there. One is the plan is the thing to bring you back, right? So if you mm. have a plan, if you don't have a plan, it's kind of like where's the map to get back on track, you know? Like so if yeah. you, you're driving along with your GPS and you get off track, it tells you how to get back on track towards your goal, same yeah. as your plan, right? So you might go, oh, shiny object, and you'll run over there for a second. Then hang on, hang on, let's go back to the map. All right, the plan says go this way, and so that yeah. can that can bring you back, which is really important. Yeah, I think that really helps with decision making process as well. Absolutely, like, is it is it on the map? Is it on the plan? Are these shared? Like, if you were to look at it like a journey, yeah, um, from point A to point B, you have probably scheduled stops that you mm-hmm. will call in, and you'll you'll have your rest breaks or whatever. But when it comes to to planning, you know, are these scheduled stops? You know, are we going to go and do an event? Are we going to go mm-hmm. and joint venture with somebody else? You know, it, I mean, and it, there's all levels of complexity there. But yeah, I think that that you know, I think it really helps with the decision making process. It sucks too, though, because it's like I've made this decision to go down this path, and it's like. Yeah, but I mean, the amount of times I've probably said that. Yeah, but that's a really good opportunity over there. But yeah, you know, being able to pull that back. Now, I think you said there were two things, and I railroaded yeah. I, I you off at one. <laughs> no, that's no, that's all right. I think the um the other thing was that if I've actually kind of forgotten what it was, but um, <laughs> it is about distractions, like, right? Yeah, I know, right? But it is about bringing you back, like you were just saying. Then the two things that will help you make decisions to come back is your goals, right? And so your plan is to lead you to your goals. Mm. And so anytime you have to make a decision, is this going to lead me to my goal? Is it going to take me off my plan? Okay. Is it then a good decision? And actually the other thing I do remember now um, was you saying staying focused on one or two things, right? Because when you're also visionary and you have lots of ideas, like I have a million ideas a day, but I know if I try and focus on those, then these things don't get done. And if I can focus on just one or two, then I'll actually get to that goal. If I'm trying to focus on seven, I'm moving like a, you know, like a sloth towards seven goals and I never feel like I get there. And so it's super hard, right? You can probably talk about how hard it is, Adam, to really stick to one to two. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I try and look at it. The best analogy I've come up with mentally because I love a- a- analogies and, and obviously people listening to a podcast, being able to visualize stuff and, and hopefully the, the editing team can come up, insert some crazy thing here. But it's like a checkers board, right? I can't remember what the, the dimensions. I think it's eight by eight. But if you put eight checkers along and then you, you had eight moves, 
right? The, the, go- the goal of checkers or chess or any of those kinds of games is to get from one side to the other, right? It's no different with planning. The, the goal is to get from where you are to where you want to go. And obviously in checkers, we want to go from one side of the board to the other. If you take eight moves and you focus those eight moves on one checker, you're going to get to the other side within your eight moves. If you focus them on two, three, eight checkers, if you focus it on eight checkers, you're going to move them all up one level, you know, one, one board. And I think this is the thing, like when you get that laser focus and you focus on one thing and achieving the objective of that, because the objective is ironically to get across to the board, to get to your goal as fast as possible, yet we then focus on all these other things and create this complex strategy on how to get there. Now, look, some things require a bit of complexity and they require some strategy, but when you can just pull everything back and just go, but but the scary thing is, right, it's that, it's that lack mentality. If I don't have all these plan Bs, Cs, Ds through to Z, then what happens if plan A doesn't work? And I think that for me in the early days when I was distracted by a lot of things, it was the fear to go all in on on that one mm-hmm. thing, that one checker and and run it straight up the board yeah. in, you know, knowing that it might get it might get obliterated, it might get taken out in the process. Or FOMO, like that fear of missing out on all those other possible opportunities. And it's not to say that they're not great opportunities. It's that if you went and on looked at that opportunity, then you're going to miss this one. So like it's, I think that's the important thing is it doesn't mean it's bad opportunity. It just means it's not the right time for that opportunity because mm. then you're going to miss out on this other thing. And so, yeah. Yeah, the thing, and the thing with those opportunities, right, is they often appear like the right opportunities at the mm. wrong time, you know, yeah. but it'll always feel like it's the right time. But, I, I, you know, I think now with hindsight, you know, looking back over things, the commitment to executing and completing one mm. task at a time it's so counterintuitive, right? Because we're always trying to juggle things. But going and doing that one thing w- would have yielded so so much greater results. And when and, it, yes. and that's the thing is, I can say that with confidence because when I have done that, yeah, it's been a far greater outcome than when I've kind of had my focus diluted. So yeah, and yeah. there's so many reasons why that we won't go into the details. We can do that in another podcast. There's a <laughs> lot of reasons why. That chopping and changing dilutes the quality of the outcome as well. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we, I mean, we can talk about this because I know you love planning. We talk about it for hours, but uh, limited time, mm. what would be the, what would be, I guess, the, the couple of top tips that you would talk about for prior planning and how to make it prevent piss poor performance? What, how, how does it help? And what's the kind of outcomes that I guess it, it, it prevents? Yeah. Um, well, use me, I mean, use me as an example, if you like. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I mean, what it prevents is it prevents you from getting distracted. Well, it, it helps you. Like you have to also control yourself a little bit. It helps you from being distracted. It makes sure that you are taking a direct path to your goal as well. I think mm-hmm. that's important because if we like, if we come up with a goal and don't have the plan. Every day we're just hoping that we're moving towards it, yeah. whereas this is a way for us to know for sure that we're moving towards it. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. I I use the analogy like if we were parked in your driveway and I said, let's go for a drive, straight away your first question is where are we going? 
Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. We're just going for drive, like drive. Mm-hmm. And then you go into this whole quantum type <laughs> environment. Do I, you know, I've got to tune into my intuition. Do I turn left out of the driveway? But if I was to say to you, let's go for a drive to the city, yeah. straight away your your brain starts planning. Now, you might have a bit of a map which way you would go. I would have a bit of a, a map mm. and a plan which way. And ultimately, we would both end up in the city somewhere. Now, and this is the thing with planning, right? The more specific, the more laser focus you get. Like if I was to give you a street number, an address, a building, a floor level, and a room number, like it becomes ultra-focused where we're going, right? And then how we get there is not as critical because we're all navigating towards the same area. And let's say we both went in separate cars, you know, getting there is always how we get there is, is less relevant than the destination itself. So Yeah. But the um, how, right, having having a desired how, like an intention of how you're going to get there. And and I think the important thing with the plan is just don't overcomplicate it and so, because as soon as you do that, you get stressed, you give up, you walk away, it becomes too hard. Ooh, um, overwhelmed is so, another Yeah, you podcast. get overwhelmed by the plan. Mm. And so... It, you don't have to come up with like the full plan on day one, like sit down and just work for five hours and come up with the plan. You've got to come up with the next few steps ahead, right? And you need to come up with what's the right duration for you? Six weeks, four weeks, 90 days. What is the right duration for you to plan ahead? And then you plan again and then you plan again. Because yeah. depending on the activity that you're working on, in four weeks, The decisions you made over four weeks will then inform the next stage of the plan and the next stage of the plan. So I think don't get caught up in, I need 1,000 tasks to get to the goal today. You know, that's that's not how it has to be. But you need to know where you're going and you need to know tomorrow the steps you're going to take that's going to directly lead you towards the goal. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, don't don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it confusing. The old, kiss, the old kiss principle, right? Kiss, Keep it simple, yeah. silly. Yeah. And <laughs> use one of my favourite things, which, Adam, you talked about earlier today with, with the TGC team, was the estimate to complete, right? So when you work out the steps you need to take, have a crack like you're not going to get it 100%, but have a go at estimating how long you think those things are going to take you to do mm. because then you're setting a real, realistic expectation because if you – Create 10 tasks that you want to do in the next four weeks. You estimate them out. You're like, it's actually six weeks worth of work. You've at least set the expectation. You can readjust and replan. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the the key things that you you gave me over the years was just that initial time estimate because, yeah, the amount of times that I would, I'd be like, yeah, I've done my planning, but I'm completely overwhelmed. And you're like, how long are the... Well, well, let's have a look at the list. There'd be like five tasks on it, and but each of those tasks like take a day each. Yeah, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think you know, like you said, the the top kind of couple of tips: so keep it simple. Try not to, you know, don't get distracted. Use that plan as the the yeah. kind of matrix for making your decisions. And then, yeah, estimated time to complete. How long is it going to take you to do those tasks? And then allow you yourself a bit of a buffer too, because there's nothing like allowing yourself two hours to do a task and and having you know just two hours to do it you want to create those those that's probably one of the biggest things just building in buffer time which is something that we need to (laughs) rework back into my calendar now so uh. I think also it's not 
a tool to beat yourself over the head with when you don't meet the plan. Like I think that's really important. It's a guide and it's helping you lead to this goal every day. But I don't know any business where stuff doesn't come up sometimes daily, sometimes, mm. you know, weekly if you're lucky, if not daily. Oh, look, you know. I, I think I think there'd be thousands of tradies out there listening to this now going, comes up but by the hour for me. By the hour, you know, you're on site and something happens. Phone rings. Phone like, oh. rings. Yeah. Something doesn't arrive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, something wasn't delayed. delivered or whatever. And so definitely, you just readjust. I think that's really important. It is then you go, okay, how do I readjust my plan? It's a tool. Mm. It's not something that I'm meant have to meet every day. That's not yeah. what it's designed yeah, it's a, for. It's a it's a guide only. It's not a stick yeah. to beat yourself with. Yeah. I mean you're gonna you're going to get end up a lot closer to your target if you've got an idea where you're you're aiming yeah. for in the first place. So uh I think that's about all we've got time for today. Probably went a little bit further over than what we would <laughs> like, but I hope it's been amazing for everybody out there. If you have enjoyed today's podcasts, please do not forget to like and subscribe and share it with a friend that could use it. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us for sitting down and doing a plan, working out a strategy for the next 90 days or longer, please uh, email us at inquiries at tradiebusinessschool.com. And don't forget, join the free Facebook, Tradies and General Contractors Global. In this free Facebook group, we go live every single week with free training there's always something new, much like this podcast, but often we've, uh, you know, got tools and templates that we uh, we hand out in there for free. So uh, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining us on today's show, and uh, I look forward to catching up with you all soon. Cheers.